Welcome to Paranoia Radio. I need like a cool theme song. Send one in. I'm also looking for someone to make this background music. Because although I do think it's funny, the like elevator. I think it'd be fun to have someone create sort of background music. Or I'm going to use my little xylophone here. I have my little xylophone, so I could do that or harmonica. That could be cool. So I got a job. That's good. I have food. I have a roof over my head. The sun is shining. Although my grandmother says it's not going to last. That's what she said when I called her just now. She was just in the hospital. You find yourself, I'm in my mid-30s, and I'm helping my mother through, you know, not helping more than I can, but helping my mother through the loss of her father. And and now our dear sweet Grandma Sue is getting up in age. The body is failing her, and... It's interesting, the cycles of life. I think it's bringing a lot of understanding between my mother and I. And my mother and her sisters. and Causing friction in other ways. Maybe helping my brother and I to kind of come back together. <sighs> Another topic of mind right now is... Human rights for individuals all individuals, which includes our trans siblings and my niece. Just um, sort of a serious topic, but just my niece just experienced her first use of that terrible F word. So, I responded um, when she texted me and said, I said, you know, are you okay physically? Are you safe? Do you feel safe going to work where this coworker called you this? Do you feel comfortable talking to a manager? Keeping a paper trail? And of course the answer is sure, I will do that. You know, from her. But do you really feel safe going to work the next day? Do you really feel comfortable? Do you really feel like you're not losing sleep at night wondering if you're somehow actually less than other people like like they treat you or or trying to convince yourself that they those people don't know what they're talking about? Well, it starts to get to your head and Just cycles, cycles, I'm experiencing cycles. Patterns, cycles. It feels like a really tough uphill climb for almost every single person around me right now. Financially, job, creatively. Creatively, it seems like a creative time. Are you being creative? I wonder, let me know. Send me updates. I've always thought paranoia could publish updates as they happen and keep like a 
an evolution of scripts, books, paintings. So let me know if you want to join forces and start to do sort of updates, process updates would be really kind of cool. You know, some artists don't share their process, so that's not really... The point is not to expose like some sort of children's museum exhibition trying to see the inside of your work. I just think, does some work kind of have different landing points where you can kind of go go up a couple stairs and now there's a landing where we can show off what we've done, check in with everyone. Not not maybe for feedback, but just for this is where it's at and and maybe certain projects lend itself to that and others don't. But music maybe to hear music or maybe we do a whole issue of just process you know a whole process issue well on today's episode we're going to look through some selections of our very interesting edition of paranoia called clear now this came in a half size or quarter size manila envelope the kind with the cool clasps on the back. Um, not everything comes with hardware. Isn't that kind of cool? This envelope comes with like one of those brass clasps. What's the word for that? Brad. Maybe it's a brad. There's hanging chads. There's brass brads. Big brass bands. Big brass bass. And the piccolo. The piccolo in uniforms too. And a shiny gold braid running well... We'll be right back. Number two, I'm a private company, so nobody knows what I'm worth. And the one thing is, when you run, you have to announce and certify to all sorts of governmental authorities your net worth. So I said, that's okay. I'm proud of my net worth. I've done an amazing job. I started off, thank you, I started off in a small office with my father in Brooklyn and Queens, and my father said, and I love my father, I learned so much. He was a great negotiator. I learned so much sitting at his feet, playing with blocks, listening to him negotiate with subcontractors. But I learned a lot. That and other wisdom on my new podcast. Follow Gay Trump on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Welcome back. Today we're going to go through this issue called Clear. And um, I think as I go through it, I I think um, you'll understand where the impetus came from. Something to understand is that these topics that we picked were just sort of arbitrary. So when we would get to the month, we would discover what the words started to mean to us based on what was happening in the world. We had the issue hell come out right when COVID was starting. So everyone was already writing about the service industry and all these different things that we called hell and servitude and in his service we kind of did like this satanic you know um hell became much more than that when covid happened so these topics can become skewed by what's going on around us in the world so i'm gonna open this you hear it crunching 
This is in a manila envelope, which has our mission on the front. It says, paranoia exists to enhance our audience's vitality, bombasti, by capturing the specific ideas of a non-discriminatory representational sample, scientifique, of contributors and subjects, collective. These words, bombasti, scientifique, and collective, they're not real, but they mean a lot to me. They're kind of the mission of paranoia. We want to be bombastic and have vitality in our lives. We want to be scientific in our reporting and in my gathering, my curation, and with a representational sample of um, a collective, a collective art, art collective of beautiful people making beautiful things. This says it's case file 00020. The recipient? There is none, because... I didn't send it to you yet. So DM me if you want to copy. And the prompt, clear. These are kind of like, um, you know, case file stickers on the front that Mackenzie and Kate, Mackenzie Merriman and Kate Atherton are contributing editors who constantly do so much for this magazine. So inside we get a stack of papers, some paper clips on them, and it's all bound in the... Um, gray construction paper kind of paper around it. It's the band, the belly band. And there's grapefruits stamped, custom-made stamps. I think Kate made those and stamped it as many times as it was for the issue. So I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Maybe this was our eighth issue. So there's essays in here. One is Where is Home by Gemma Dow. Now, Gemmelin, Gemmelin's a friend of mine. We met when we studied abroad in Hong Kong, and she wrote wrote about moving there as an expatriate after our study abroad. Uh, her family is Filipino. She's British, and I think she enjoyed seeing family in Hong Kong. There's a lot of Filipino people that live in Hong Kong, and so she would. There's a weekly get-together and Sundays in the park, uh, tons of families get together and have Filipino food and just remember that their their people are there you know still supporting them it's beautiful and so Gemmelin agreed to write kind of a dispatch from Hong Kong and it fit in nicely with this stack of art poems a tarot card um, different things and and a lot of them either use sort of case file imagery like paper clips or it's on Gemmelin's is on sort of lined paper to give it that effect like you're looking through a file but um a lot of them are also on transparent paper because of the the prompt clear now this this is my essay and um I redacted things so we have a transparent piece over it with the redactions which is kind of cool and it's hand stamped with a date with one of those you know stamps that you can rotate the date. I have artists from all over the world in this one. Mackenzie Merriman from Cleveland. We have another another queer and non-binary um, friend of mine. We met through Instagram and they wrote failed allyship and selective horophobia in queer community just a really beautiful piece on sex work and queer identity. And the art that goes with it is a sort of 
It kind of looks like a passport photo of their face, but with this beautiful makeup. They're also a makeup artist by, by sort of hobby, but also incorporate it with their art. Other friends made different sorts of um, paintings. Um, Brian Hirschberger used one of his paintings that already existed of, of um, Medusa's head kind of ripped off. And then we have McCormick Sweeney, one of his beautiful portraits. He always incorporates sort of a mixed media look in his paintings, but it's not mixed media. We have Peg Logan, Pip Logan, uh, who uses cellophane over part of her painting and so we have a photograph of her painting in here and, and the cool thing is these are all sort of separately cut out so they're they're nice to have around the room you can hang it up as little pieces of art in your in your life in your world this one is a tarot deck by christina turner very cool charity reversed charity reversed mm, sort of a political money comment including even one of those coins from i think mario but maybe i'm wrong this is a really interesting piece by kate atherton that's in here and then I'll, I'll kind of stop describing it i mean you can go through it yourself just message me for it but you know this is the podcast version of our magazine so i'm here to kind of describe the issue and then then i'll do a little reading in the next segment this one is interesting though before we go to break um Kate Atherton wrote and collaborated with her brother who does great portraiture work and kind of very mathematical, precise um, caricature art, you know, cartoon portrait art. He also does very photo, kind of photorealistic work too. But they collaborated and Kate made this sort of acid trip and, and Graham drew the portrait on it and imprinted it on a transparency of Cary Grant who over a hundred times took acid and um they wrote a little didactic to go with it welcome back for the hundredth time dive into the crisp cool waters of personal understanding distracted by nothing able to understand more than you ever did seconds before this is a great piece i won't read the whole thing right now but when we come back i'll have a little map from cleveland from mackenzie merriman and i'll have jemalinia dow from hong kong living in hong kong uh, where is home? Down in the West Village, there still is a little queer community. Women running the show, making it happen. Families, all different types of people. And one of those people has started a new business called Doll Cakes. Now, if you ever had a fantasy that your birthday party cake would have a big Barbie doll stuck into it and that the cake would actually look like the dress of the Barbie, like I have always wanted, Joanne of Doll Cakes. Now that's D-A-W-L, Cakes. Joanne's got you covered. Joanne started a business, queer woman-owned business out of the West Village, a little family-owned business. Um, just grassroots, started from the bottom up, and now you can see her all over the country, 
could see Whoopi Goldberg had her on the view. Had one of her cakes on the view. And you can see her all over all over New York City, but also all over the country doing events. Not only her cakes, but her, her personality and, you know, come in with the whole package. Throw yourself a doll cakes party. Use code paranoia for a discount. Follow doll cakes on Instagram, D-A-W-L-C-A-K-E-S. Doll cakes or Google it. Doll cakes. So, here we are. I hope you're doing well. I hope everybody's doing okay. I know a lot of people in my life are kind of going through it. And I, maybe in some weird way, I tend to, I don't know, snap to attention when when the people around me aren't doing well. I try to, you know, I've been really deep cleaning my room and rearranging it. I have a very tiny room in New York City. It's not as glamorous as they seem to think on these Instagram posts about tiny apartments, but I'm, you know, enjoying my little space. But it is, it is something tiny. So I've been trying to make use of my unemployment time, even though now I have a job. So I'll let you know how that goes. So here, I just, you know, this one's hard to explain. This, this one is, um... Mackenzie Merriman created this great map of Ohio City, and she has all these transparent number sheets that kind of go over it. And, you know, several sheets with numbers so that you can um, see different, different, different maps based on different topics, you know. So you kind of have to follow the, follow the different instructions. And then she has a little key, deeply embedded locations all over Ohio City where, where Mackenzie grew up and has truly lived a, a love letter to that area of Cleveland. And this area of Cleveland is really interesting because Ohio City was as big of a city as Cleveland was uh, just across the other side of the Cuyahoga River until Cleveland kind of just became the bigger port city. So Ohio City became a neighborhood and it remains to this day one of the most charming and kind of preserved places in Ohio and in the country. And these old Victorian houses, which are being restored and painted all these whimsical Victorian colors, classic Victorian colors. And Cleveland just has this great sense of sense of being weird, kind of like Portland and, you know, beautiful cities like Detroit and Pittsburgh have have kind of all come back to life after what I call the Austin effect. And Mackenzie, you know, Austin kind of, you know, they have music festivals. They let artists kind of paint big murals and. And Mackenzie's worked in all kinds of different sectors to help that too. So not only is she a proud native, like a lot of our contributors are proud native to that area, um, not Native American, native to that region, born and raised there. Although Paranoia does acknowledge that we are founded and made on stolen land. But these, these folks... Um, that have contributed are, you know, born and raised there. We do have some Native American friends in that region and um, I believe have contributed, but also should more. I hope I can reach out and maybe have some more contributors like um, 
maybe do an issue about stolen land and where different cities, kind of their history, just kind of bring back to light the different cities and their different origins. Cleveland has this beautiful history of different um, kind of, you know, Slovenian, German, Irish immigrants once once Europe kind of invaded and took over. Um, there's all these different pockets, just might, much like in New York or Chicago or different old industry belt cities that have a great history of how people settled and came to be there. And, and there's kind of the scars of industry and new industry developing within that. Kate and I joke because when we went to Detroit once, my best friend Kate, and we went to <laughs> help an author launch a book and he took us on a little tour and and we always laugh because everything he said was sort of like that used to be this type of factory but now it is this type of kind of hipster <laughs> new business but you know that's how that's how things happen in these cities so paranoia we try to talk about it we try to write we've had essays on on gentrification and kind of the hermit crab of different companies into other industries that have failed and so if you have thoughts about that let's make some art about it we try to combat the negative effects of gentrification and taking land from people when it's not theirs so Mackenzie's art kind of invokes that uh, I hope I can say so as a as an outside eye but you know soon we'll have her on the podcast I have an interview scheduled with her this week, so we'll look forward to talking to Mackenzie and about her current endeavors in Chicago and um, studying, studying there and almost done with school. So coming up next, a couple of readings and then I'll let you go. We're listening to Mo, a musician named Mo, who uh, is a dear friend of mine and a beautiful musician. Do you hear others, hear other musicians? uh, In our music issue, we compiled all these different beautiful artists and also spoken word, poetry, different compositions, piano, guitar. Violin, cello, bass, French horn, classical singing, modern singing, you know, pop music. Enjoy it. You can search Paranoia Music. You can find it on SoundCloud. And I even just uploaded a podcast episode where you can hear a little preview. So, check it out. And in the end, there's also a little, like a perk little meditation moment, guided meditation, kind of take you through relaxing your body down, getting through your day with a little refreshed sensibility. All right, go enjoy the music issue. Welcome back. You know, before we begin, I do have some business to attend to. The favorite segment of mine. I I hope I have some loyal listeners now who just love when I do my Family Dollar DVD roundup. (laughs) So first, 
today is Back to the Future. I just got it for two bucks, I think, and it I haven't seen it maybe in 25 years, even if I have all the way through. It's one of those that it's probably been on TBS or something when I've passed through the room a million times, but I really sat down and watched it. I think, you know, I'm becoming this cliche where I just love Back to the Future and I love, you know, Batman. I love Batman now. So here I am just becoming more and more of what everyone always wanted. And no, Kate, I'm not completely converted to, you know, I don't need to be a Star Wars fan is what I'm trying to say. Now, here's the thing. Goonies. I don't know about Goonies, okay? I think you had to be there. It's one of those. Um, and Beetlejuice. I'll just go ahead and throw Beetlejuice in there. Those are some heavy hitters. These movies all from Family Dollar seem to kind of go in a category of like, yeah, they're classics. They're kind of dad movies. You know. I don't know. I don't know, you know. So that's that's that for now. Um, the Family Dollar DVD Roundup. All right. Continuing with our episode here, clear, our clear issue. Clear to our team started to mean, you know, transparent, honest. Are you being clear with someone? Are you being open, vulnerable? Every politician's favorite word is to be transparent. But are you, are you an open window? Can people see in? So people kind of, either dug deep and bore their bore their truth, you know, or or they kind of played off of the idea. Clear-headed, you know, we talked about the Atherton siblings doing a piece about uh, Cary Grant's acid trips. It's kind of about a clear head, kind of, or lack thereof. Mine had these redactions and sort of talks about Really, uh, back back then, we were, you know, this was back in 2020, but I was really talking about cancel culture in a way that's sort of, you know, you can't... I basically argue that for everyone who's canceled, there's, there's a payment for trying to cheat and lie. There's kind of a payment. And I sort of did this prose about there being sort of an, a payment in the afterlife, but, you know, what do you do now and... And also I wrote about how you how you can't unlearn what people taught you, even if it's bad. Or if it's good, but then they do other things that are bad. You can't sort of unlearn the knowledge that you got. So that's in there. I'd like to read that. See what you think. I wish I could beep out. Instead of redacting, I could beep them out. So just in your head, be like, beep. In considering the case of beep, should an affection... No, I, I'm not going to do the beeps, because then you can't tell what it's supposed to be. So it's redacted. But see, when you take the transparent sheet off, you're left with the paper with just crossed out words. So you can still read them. You know, the strikeout feature. In considering the case of Malian, should an affectation come to blind their mass audience to reprehensible acts of manipulation or any kind of forced culture shaping, a Malian 
has then modeled behavior of a coward and succeeded in leeching the blood intended to heal infection. And the Malian will be taxed in the afterlife. Should clothing and masks and diction and enunciation distract even the ego from its own id, it further segments an already halved self as retold in the Book of Hedvig. Power is cheap, only when it's lazy and last minute, but there is a tax in the afterlife. After this life, the lives of future generations of human beings will be taxed for the sins of any malevolent Malian, so we must enforce a tax now on them. Dr. Manhattan, who I've also stricken, stares down from a pink planet with his third eye zapping wisdom and waiting out the sandstorm which cuts through the hurricanes before they crush buildings and lives and dreams. It is the consciousness of one that is comforted by the distance. I can't unsee what Woody Allen thinks New York is and what a Volkswagen is, and I can't learn, unlearn what Adolf Hitler taught, uh, thought they were, uh, speaking of Volkswagens, and that JFK was shot in a Lincoln. All right, well, see there, I was being a little cheeky. If power is cheap now, there must be a repayment in the afterlife. Donald Trump, stricken, bought it for the price of an ad in the New York Times. I will no longer participate in polite conversation with people who frame him as a marketing genius. Last minute and lazy are cheap and taxable in the afterlife. The true marketing groundwork has been done by the hordes of people now using the internet to its advantage in combining efforts to reveal the things that have been kept from them. Michael Moore, stricken, spent more time and he shouts what he hears to those that might not. However, the message being truthful, the Malian remains obsolete, including Jesus Christ and God himself. Anthony Bourdain is dead. Guru stole your money to buy guns and you are being taxed. That's a reference to the um, Rajneeshi who worshipped this man, but he was using your money to, be, to buy guns and to keep them prisoner. The Founding Fathers, stricken, ran a scam, and people are the lumber they ignited. The future Americans, stricken, they never spent a second thinking about. They spent like borrowed cash to live beyond their means. There is a syrup from the stomach of E.T. dripping between humans, from which true aliens are birthed. Malian is dead. Devin Turchin, stricken. Stricken chicken. So that's my piece, Malian. Anyway, in upcoming episodes, I'm going to have other people reading. I'm going to have other people interviewing, you know, coming in, doing pieces, segments. But for now, this is what it is. All right. Moving on to uh, Gemelin. Gemelin Yadao, where is home? Where is home? Do you see it as home? No other question made my eyes internally roll so far back into my head or made me sigh in silence. I would get asked this a lot by friends and I could never find the words to answer. I had been living and working in Hong Kong for over seven years, but I still saw it as a temporary stopover before I head back to London. To me, things were casual. 
At least that's what I told myself. I'm well aware of the city's flaws, which go beyond overpriced housing, the unrelenting heat, and unconfronted racial discrimination. But fighting against that is my inability to disregard the good. Usually after landing in Hong Kong from a trip, I would take a taxi from the airport to my apartment at night. Driving through the central district, I would gaze out of the window at the romantic glow of the sculptural buildings and get that warm, it's good to be back feeling. It's a feeling, it's a feeling I never really acknowledged until now. Recent social and political events have forced me to realize how much I care about this city and its people. The people with tear-filled eyes, sharing their fears of the future with new channels, with news channels. The coronavirus has ravaged this city and its economy. Hong Kong is currently on its third wave of infections, and social distancing measures have been a way of life here since January. Yet no part of me has felt the need to leave this place and return home to my home city. Why? The answer is clear. I'm already home. That's it for the Paranoia Radio Hour. Please look up Paranoia, P-E-R-R-A-N-E-U. You can Google us, find us on Instagram, DM us for printed copies of our issues, and check out our website for all the different, you know, rabbit hole of information. And contribute. Send us a DM and participate and be part of it, and we'll have events coming up soon. We'll have... I'll have ads I'll put into all these. I'm really having fun doing this podcast. I hope you're having fun listening. And um, let me know what else you want to hear. Let me know how I can call you and interview you and include what you're doing in, in, the, in this experiment. All right. See ya. <laughs>